Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Screening Club podcast, where we dig into all the media that you love. Jeff Moore here, as always, with my two associates, Mike and Chris. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. How are you? Hello. I'm doing pretty well. Pretty well. It's been a little crazy weather around here we've we've been having now, huh? Yeah, too cold. Too cold? Yeah. It's, it's Summer's coming up. We want... It's not too cold if Mike is here at the uh, podcast. Well, it's too cold, for, too cold for me, but I don't know. It is a little bit cold. It, it's weird. We had those super hot days. You know, we're we're o- over here in the in the Boston area, but uh, it's been pretty good. Anything cool happen with you guys this week? I'll tell you what happened to me this week. I watched the new Game of Thrones trailer um, ten oh, ten yeah. straight times, and then I went to bed, and then I watched it ten more times. I'll tell you, it was it was a beautiful thing, and um, man, that that final shot with the uh, with the dragon flying over the uh, flying over the battle scene. Oh my god, that that got to me, man. That so got there's to me. too much to process in the span of like that one minute forty second trailer. There's just too much awesomeness there you know before us i there really there really is a lot what stuck out to you guys well it starts with the amazing lion the amazing like instead of lions armies to the north armies to the south i mean that that's what really stood out to me is just how much the walls are, are seemingly closing in on on cersei and just every possible way she is i mean we, we kind of knew this last year at the end but even more so after this trailer she is so cataclysmically fucked <laughs> when you think about all the people that are that are after her that are that want what she has and are capable of taking it yeah i know but then know what then at the end like davos said not, none of it matters I know it's like what what's really was an interesting omission from the trailer is that there was no sign of the white walkers or no mm. no one spoke of them. I was going to say that too. Like what is up with that? What we we don't even get a a, a little a, a little peek? Well, I think from away. from Cersei's point of view, they're not even on her radar. Right? She might not even believe that they exist. And same with same with Daenerys, like the only the only group that is that is even aware of their their impending threat is uh everyone up north led by by John yeah just like every every one of those battle scenes looked like it was from like a high budget movie like they all look crazy there was quite a few of them there was some action going down on a on a ship yeah. um Oh, you've a really, couple battles in some sort of crypt. You've really analyzed this trailer. I've watched it like twenty times. I mean, then of course this that that final shot of the uh, the Dothraki horde horde uh, looks like tens of thousands of them with the dragon flying over. That 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 hit me. I That's was the, like, "What are they going after?" I'm so curious. I know. It's a good question. I get a feeling whatever they're going after. Uh... It's, it's, it's time has, has come. Probably. Yeah. It's, uh, well, they've said it's the pace of this season only being seven episodes, I think shorter season. Um, obviously they have more money per episode now than they usually would have. And I think the pace is just necessity. It's just going to have to be a lot faster and things are going to happen a lot more. So it's going to be an exciting. I'm hoping that they have more money just because of the shortened episode order go from 10 to 7 but also because HBO is like let us get, kick in even more than what we normally give you on a 10 episode season because yeah. we're, we're nearing the end here yeah let's do this right yeah you would think did you guys see the CEO of the company that now owns HBO came out and said uh, Game of Thrones might be better in 20 minute chunks for mobile what it's, it's 
It's true. That sounds like a newly appointed CEO type of thing to say. Yeah, and uh, I mean the the full quote was like he he said at the beginning, like I know this is going to piss everyone off. I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but he said that they should look at doing things like that so that it's uh, friendlier to to being on on the go. When I'm watching Game of Thrones, on the go is like the farthest thing from my mind. I, I am firmly planted on my couch. Lights are off. There is nothing surrounding me but my my speakers. Uh, it's <laughs> that's it's all true. that a Very stupid comment. Probably at least partially taken out. And of anyone who just who watches Game of Thrones like on a bus to their to work in the morning or whatever, like on their phone, got no use for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're out there somewhere. Got no use for you. <laughs> well, I'm sure they. There are certain shows that just demand just appointment, seated, undivided attention. But there will always be a huge section of like cash fans. You know, mm-hmm. Game and of Thrones is not equipped to that kind of engagement. And H- HBO doesn't care if it's you giving them money or the guy that watches on the train. Yeah, I'm, and I'm sure they've seen a really good um, uptick in people using HBO Now, uh, which um, is all online, and I'm sure a large portion of that is mobile. Sure, so they're probably just looking at the numbers and saying X amount of people are using our content, are watching our content mobily. So it would make sense that you would make this stupid remark. I think we can all agree it's a stupid idea. Yeah, but um, I'm sure he'll he'll learn. I just hope he doesn't try anything crazy out until these next two seasons here are. I don't think there's done. any trouble with that happening. I think I think it's all planned out. Oh great! Well, they they haven't filmed yet last season. That's true, I guess. But can you imagine the guy coming in like just make sure the story fits into like net, yeah. n- network sitcom time time frame? I have faith in in the Dans. The Dans would say. Screw you. Yeah, I would hope so. I would hope so. But yeah, there was a um, there's a lot of like preseason press is, is starting to, to heat up. Yeah. Um, EW released a a photo shoot today um, that they did with um, actors who play Jon Snow, Sansa, Arya, and Bran Stark. Um, and those are to be released as a uh, cover editions for the for the magazine too. Oh, nice. Ooh. I'm gonna. Five five different cover editions of, of, of each of them separately and then all of them together. I think I'll, I'll be buying that. Interesting. <laughs> why why that crew Spe- specifically, do you the, think? They're the, the Starks. They're our, our, they're, our main the remaining fan. Starks. Wait, it was... List, list them again? I'm sorry. It, John, it's all the remaining Starks? John, Arya, Sansa, Bran. Ah, okay. Rob and Rickon are deceased. I didn't hear... Uh... I didn't hear you say Arya. Also, like, where was Arya in that? We saw Arya a couple times. No, I mean, like, where where, where was oh. she? I think she was definitely Winterfell. Well, uh, she was at um, where wherever Winterfell. Walder Frey was at the time. Oh yeah, the uh, geographically, it's not, it's not the crossing, sure but season. yeah. But uh, she's headed up north. I would I would imagine. Or maybe she's headed down south to kill Cersei. She's Arya Stark. And she's she was. Home. She was in. She was in like a snowy location, right? Which yeah. makes me think she was in Winterfell. I I can't wait. I can't wait. We're gonna be starting our pre- our prep work soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Whatever very, that entails. Very exciting stuff. Uh, very exciting stuff, and uh, we'll take all you guys right right along the, the the way. We'll we'll be there week by week. Mm-hmm. To give uh, to give our analysis and by way of us, uh, our friend Tony's an- an analysis too, which which we know is very uh, very sacred to mm-hmm. and hotly anticipated, highly anticipated. Yes, but until that time comes, you guys been watching Better Call Saul? Oh yeah. Can we oh, share yeah. some you... uh, <laughs> some thoughts? What do you think of this episode? This was a dour episode. It was. It was a. Uh, it was kind of putting Jimmy back into his place. I mean, it really, really was. I mean, he had kind of been flying high. I mean, for a, for a season and a half, as I mean, as well as 
Jimmy McGill can. Um, but, I mean, he's really just starting to, to face the consequences of, of his actions mm-hmm. in some really agonizingly depressive ways. Yeah. Um, he's out. He's l- just guzzling money. Yeah. I mean, he's he's losing it left and right. Um, I mean, he's he's clearly digging into his like personal banking to to front the uh, his his half of the uh, the, the business office with Kim, mm-hmm. losing money on the those commercials. It's he's a and now on the liability voice. insurance. Yeah, yeah. Skipping uh, this is kind of skipping to the end, but I was so confused about why he was smiling. Well, was he smiling because he screwed over his brother? I was a little confused at the time, um, but. It, I think think it makes sense is that he went in there hoping to win her over and hoping to get her to um, either pause the payment or to to refund him in, in the way he was asking. And as soon as he recognized that, that she wasn't going to budge and that she revealed to him that his insurance was going to be going way up um, once he his license became unsuspended, he decided... Um, his next move would be to just stick it to Chuck as best he could. Yeah. To if if Jimmy's insurance is going to skyrocket, so is Chuck's. Yeah. I think mission accomplished. So it was just a very spiteful. <laughs> Shows he he has no remorse kind of about what he do, did. Kind of something that Saul Goodman may, might 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 think to do. Well, that might be the moment where you could look back on the series and say that is the moment where he became. Really, Saul Goodman. There are because, so many of those moments, but but I think that moment because that might, might be the moment where he realizes like the name Jimmy McGill is so tarnished. True, yeah. And all I have all these debts, I owe all these people money. I am in a bad position, like financially, even when I get my license back. That could all go away if I just commit to the persona of Saul Goodman. It's true, yep. Yeah. And um, now, now we're just kind of working in reverse uh, to go to the scene with him and Kim in the restaurant, which I, th- I feel like was the most important scene of scene of the episode. Um, just, just to see that, that frustration and anger sort of materialize, um, through, through Kim's perspective and to just see her, see Jimmy or this version of Jimmy for the first time and to just sort of be taken aback and, and scared by it. Um, was I think really yeah, significant. That's how easy the switch can flip. So I mean, yeah. So yeah. she's she's seeing him as we see him as this this man just losing a grip on every corner of his life, and this, this downward spiral trajectory of, of of the man formerly known as Jimmy McGill. He will soon be known as Saul Goodman. Yeah. I'm a little worried. If there's anything to be worried about, it's the Mike half. It's just so far separate from the Jimmy stuff. I know. Um, and it almost feels like fan service at this point. Fan service? Well, I think it feels like There has so. to be some point at the end. What? There has to be some. I know there's going to be some point at the well, end, or at least I would hope. But It's Mike. We're, we're charting Mike's path, too. Sure, but... I mean, into... into that that dark underworld of uh, I just wish the storylines meshed a little bit more, which I think it will. They never have. Why is this all of a well, sudden? Well, the show's not called Better Call Saul and Mike. <laughs> sure, it's called Better Call Saul. That's been the case from day one. Is is Mike has always been on on his own. That's true. That's true. And, and while we were watching the downward trajectory of Jimmy and upward trajectory of Saul Goodman, we're also watching the, the same thing happen with Mike. So that that matters, and just. Um, Seeing him now take on or take under Nacho in their in their mission to take down Hector. Take down Hector. <laughs> it's about damn time. It's it's all coming. It's all coming up. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two, two weeks take, left. It's taking Memorial. It's taking a two week break. Off. Yeah. God so next week we'll have no better call Saul. What do we have? Three episodes left, I think? I think so, yeah. Coming to a head. It is. Yes, sir. You know what I was watching the other day was the 
two awards show The Office cold opens and one of them features that man from Be- uh, from Breaking Bad. You oh, guys yeah. know what I'm talking about? He comes into the office, he's looking for, for Creed. Who? Don't rem- I- it's the it wasn't didn't one have Conan O'Brien? One had Conan Conan, that was not the one. The one I'm talking about. What's like the one of the main guys? He's talking about from- Brian Cranston. No, no. Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul comes in. He says, like, I've got a delivery for Creed. Aaron Paul's not in the office. No, it's for, like, for a uh, award show at the Golden Globes, they did, like, a funny uh, fake, like, a fake open. I gotcha. Where and they then Creed, Creed takes it, and, and the guy's like, oh, this is, like, what, what are all these weird, like, what, what are these creeps doing around here? And then, and then he goes, like, don't don't worry about that. And, and, and then he goes, like, I got my, my, my cocaine here. And, and then he walks away. And it was Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul didn't like yeah. it. <laughs> but that's that's a yeah. part of the extent of my my knowledge of there you go breaking bad go che- hey if you're listening go check go check out that cool youtube video what what youtube video i assumed you watched it on youtube oh yes yes yeah yeah go go check it out guys so and uh <laughs> report back i guess that's yeah. it was like the two 2007 emmys or okay something <laughs> uh but anyway Let's talk about a show. Chris, you're not caught up, right? F- Fargo? No, I haven't even watched one episode this season. Not one episode of Fargo, Chris? Fargo, I usually, like, shock, I, like, binge watch it later. Chris, this is, like, the holy trinity of, of TV dramas right now. Between <laughs> Leftovers, Saul, and Fargo. Okay. This is a special time that we're, we're, we're living in, in which all three of these shows are on at the same time. Two of them have Carrie Coon. Two of them have star Carrie Coon, which is kind of confusing for me, uh, emotionally. Can I admit something first about Fargo? Please. So we already know I missed season two. Okay. You did. What was season two about? Set in the 70s. Season two was about uh, Lou Salverson, who was in season one as an old man. Missed season two. And before I started watching it, I asked you guys, do I need to watch it? You said no. So I've begun with it's season true. three, and I'm caught up. I'll say this. I didn't realize that you and McGregor was playing both of those roles at at the beginning. Or Chris, you, you no, haven't seen it. I, I've heard the news, though. I've heard that. He Wait, plays you didn't realize people. going into it or, or after you had watched after it? Watching, yeah, I think he means after episodes. watching I have several episodes, you realize? That's how good Ewan McGregor is. I could tell you the episode I... The, the moment. The, the moment I, I, I realized Do you suffer it. From, from face blindness? <laughs> Come on, at least admit he's, he's clearly wearing a bunch of makeup. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's still obvious. Well, I think, first of all, give me a break. Like, if you didn't know anything about it, you would think... Like, if you saw those two two guys you you would they could be brothers sure, sure. you know so you knew <laughs> going in brothers. you knew go, going in i i knew nothing okay the the time i the moment i i realized it and chris sorry again for a little it's spoiler fine. when he's dressing up <laughs> like <laughs> like like his brother for, for for a second, I was like, "Whoa!" He did a re. He looks exactly <laughs> like him, and then I was like, "Oh, oh it is him. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's you That's me. like four episodes in. Yeah, that is staggering Let's, to me. <laughs> this reminds me of another great story. Oh, is it a Jeff story? Yeah, of another oh, of another uh, anthology series, American Horror Story. Okay, season two, in which. I, I watched I most of it with Jeff. Remember how that season opens? With the uh, guy from Maroon 5, Adam Levine. Yes, that's how it opens. Then it flashes forward, and it flashes back, and the aliens come for mm. Kit, for whatever his name is. This is one of Chris's premiere shitting on that's the fir- That's the first episode. Then remember, let's flash forward a few episodes, I think like six or so. The episode where there's the lockdown and there's like the horrible storm. Yeah. And uh, 
whatever her name is, sees the alien in the halls. Yeah. Jeff goes, I can't believe there are aliens in this show now. Think about all the scenes before then where aliens were referenced or directly seen. No, referenced. So you're saying there was one minor thing in the first episode. No, there's many things. Pretty memorable scene. He's abducted by aliens. not the first thing you said. He's abducted by... I was was wrong. That's true. He was was abducted by aliens. There was the scene where the the microchip is removed from his arm. That's just the ones I can remember. Yeah. Anyway, just saying, yeah, similar. Don't don't fight it. This it's just who you are. <laughs> no, I do. You're you're not the most attentive of viewers. I do do a lot of doing other things while the show's on multitasking in, in the background. Now that's for for sure. There are some shows that I really try not to. Like do you like commute to work on a bus in the morning. <laughs> with, uh, I know. Catch up on your phone. The, Watch the new CEO of, of of HBO is there there for me. Yes, um, but I have really been enjoying Fargo. What are your thoughts, Mike? Uh, yeah, I've really liked the season, um, a lot. It's been criticized by by quite a few people for its familiarity and how sort of certain various plot elements and characters sort of resemble seasons past, but um. Is is that true? As someone that hasn't watched season two, I wouldn't really know. It's actually been for criticized for its resemblance to season one. Um, really, and yeah, there are just the sort of general like skeleton of the season is. There are some some ties, some parallels, but um, the real meat of it, though, I I find to be vastly different, and the what it's doing with with certain characters and what it's sort of setting up is it's been really engaging to me. So I've, I've been a huge fan. I love the the British guy. He's disgusting. He's such a piece of shit. Too. <laughs> Just his teeth are, are rotting out of his are skull. They, so that, that's definitely like fake teeth, right? Like I, the I, guy is a, is a bulimic. You, you mean the guy in real life or the no, guy we've, the we've seen him vomit up his food on several occasions. Cause he's bulimic in, in, that would suggest why his teeth are there like that. Um, I've seen him l- like laying on 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 the ground. Yeah, he vomits up his food. Oh, is is that what the, what what that guy does? It is. Oh, so then it's definitely fake teeth, right? I was just thinking he may have been a. Oh, you mean the actor's real teeth? Yeah, I don't believe David Thewlis has his teeth like that. <laughs> I mean, we got a really close glimpse of those teeth uh, this past week. He's like, yeah, he's like poking some metal prod into it. He really was bloody holes of teeth. Just oh, mangled. That guy is so weird. That guy is so like, he's intriguing. You got to think there's some British people probably angry about that stereotype. Yeah, but I'm sure there's plenty of Americans on British shows. I love how when we first met that guy in the first episode, though, he doesn't say he's British. He says he's he's American. <laughs> <laughs> they, they asked where he's from. <laughs> America. I loved when he was interacting with uh, the, the woman from Le- Leftovers. When they're in... Uh, Oh yeah, he was such a dick. The office. Uh, that that. I was wanted her so to just good. say, "Excuse me, sir. I am conducting an official p- police investigation. I need you to get the hell out of this office." But then the opposite happened. And he told them <laughs> them to get out, and then they they did. I also I think my favorite moment of of, of the episode, and I'll say this: the guy from the government that's inspecting things. Mm-hmm. Do you recognize him from somewhere? I that thought he was a Mosh Linklater, I believe is his name. He was in the newsroom. Uh, he was most recently in Legion. He I played think, the um yeah. the agent who gets suffers horrible burns to his face. Oh that guy. I like that guy. I knew I recognized him. But my favorite moment was when Mimo, the sidekick of of the British guy, comes in like all official. Mm. Like that was so that was so cool. good to me. Like we we've only seen him be like the sidekick thug, and then he comes in. Like I don't a... r- recall him ever speaking until, until that <laughs> yeah. moment. It turns out he's he, he's a lawyer, <laughs> has has all this 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 knowledge. 
Oh, that that was so good. They're just so. It, it, it was really funny to, to watch them go from like thug intimidating to like extremely official mm. legal in, intimidating. Uh, what what did you think of uh, this? Obviously, this was a pretty significant significant episode for for how it ended. Well, are we not gonna? Are we not going to? Uh, are we not give away it? anything? Probably shouldn't. You it's, pre- it's pretty important. If Chris, you can, you can do it. Me, though. I'm just that gonna. Pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, it kind of flips the flip the script. Flips the season on its head in a way. It was also like you know, it really. I think it's really going to impact Gloria's investigation of of Carrie Coon from the Leftovers. Um, it was pretty nonchalantly like given away. Like it just sort of happened. I know. That's just sort of par for the course for uh, for Fargo. Just random shit just happens because it's a true story. Life is because life is violent. Such is life. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really enjoying it. I'll definitely be looking uh, looking forward to it. Any thoughts moving forward, Mike? Yeah, I'm just fascinated by where. This show is going to go from here after after what what just happened. Um, I don't know in how that obviously what's going on with uh, the British man and his his takeover of that company too. It turned out it was all a dream, Chris. That's good. But we'll see. That we will. Let's uh, let's get into a couple of quick hits here. You've been watching Ma- Master of None, Chris. Yeah, so this is going to be a really quick, quick hit. So I just finished the second season. So it's extremely good second season. It goes some places with the characters that I didn't think it was going to go. And it's well worth a watch. And Eric Wareheim is great in it, as usual. That's all you got to say? Eric Wareheim is in it? Yeah, he plays the main characters as Aziz Ansari's like, best friend. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Best just friend? A, just a quick, quick kit. Yeah, Arnold is his name. I do think he's great. Yeah, it's really showing a different side of Eric Wareheim. Even though he's still he's still very much comedic relief and like a pure comedy character, but it's a lot more not like very much the the generic. <laughs> it's like generic pudgy comedy. Best friend. Yeah, it's not okay. like it's not like the crazy out there Tim and Eric comedy that you're used to from him. Interesting. He has always seemed like he had a different side to him. It's weird know? seeing him be like, there's clearly scenes where he needs to like give like exposition and like friendship advice for for Dev. And it's like, it's so weird seeing him give this like I'm serious talk. I'm not sure talk. how uh, Tim Heidecker would, would hold up under, under a similar role. He's gone completely like left- with all of his well, like on cinema in, stuff, he would play a straight, straight role. He was in a movie called The Comedian, which is like a black and white, like dark comedy, almost like Louis type thing. I think uh, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I think it got around the the, um, the indie circuit for a while. But yeah, I'm sure they do. He was also in um, the was he in Fantastic Four. <laughs> He was in Fantastic Four what? as uh, as the main character's father in the flashback. Dramatic role? I mean, it's still kind of funny because it's him. Like, he gets mad because, like, someone smashed a TV. But he was also in uh, Bridesmaids. He was He was the... Which is also sort of a comedy role, but it was more serious. He played the main character's fiancé. Oh, okay. Or no, the, oh. the main the main character's best friend's fiance. I I remember seeing that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he had much to do. No, he was it was a, basically a cameo. But he's done some. What I'm saying, he's he's doing some things. Are those cameos, Chris, or is that supporting just, supporting role? He takes a role. Supporting role. Uh, I feel like he he's in enough comedic circles to. Uh, That's true. I mean, he he obviously didn't need to take that role. role. Chris, have you been pr- producing anything since Manchester by the Sea? Uh, I believe Project Greenlight is coming back in some form. Is that right? 
Uh, maybe I should. Maybe I wasn't allowed to tell anyone that. <laughs> we're we're gonna open up a whole new world of Chris Moore sa- sound clips. That was a, that was exclusive for Potential. for the Screen Club podcast. Well, we'll. Uh, oh man, that was a lot of good info that I didn't know about Tim and Eric. That I didn't know I'd, I'd, I I'd follow, be getting during the... Hey, on cinema, cinema, at the cinema, at, at the cinema, is starting a Patreon. Go check that out if you want to become a member. What, like, is it for joining the special club? Or? Yeah, you get, you get a membership card, and you get a bunch of other stuff. Uh, I don't think a lot of people watch that show. I enjoy watching it. I Yeah, I, I don't watch it a lot, though. Yeah, so I think they're trying to... I always enjoy it when I watch it. They're trying to get their fan. I think the, what they're pitching this Patreon as is creating a more highly produced Oscar special for next year. What's the other guy's name? Greg Turkington. Maybe we can have him on. Maybe. Maybe he he can give his 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 pitch to why screening club listeners should should buy into the Yeah. The the Patreon. Go check out on cinema. Rest in peace, Tom Cruise Heidecker. It's really funny stuff. It's really funny stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about Veep, speaking of funny stuff. Episode entitled Qatar. Veep is just a killer show. This episode, was, I was kind of confused about. There was a lot of like, <laughs> there was a lot of like, w- like, really hard to explain political stuff going on that I wasn't really <laughs> on top of, which could, probably might have been the point of how like all that stuff is really second nature to her and she's not even worrying about it. It just kind of shows you how willing Selena is. I mean, if we already knew this so clearly but just to see how willing she is to to sell every like (laughs) principle or just just anything of 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 value in order to 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 get what she she wants in the end or even what she wants in in any particular moment like if she just decides what was the great it was so funny at the end when she's leaving from her the 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 guy she's been getting what what's his name does does anyone know he's prince so, so, something right, right? yeah prince. and like what what was the back and forth it was it was like you you hate me because or your your father hates me because i'm i'm a woman or like what, what was it because i'm american right not mm. not because i'm a woman that's that's mm. what it was and he was like oh yeah it's because you're 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 american and a little bit because he thought you you might be jewish <laughs> and then and then she goes I'm 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 not. <laughs> and then she she just leaves. That was so funny. <laughs> I just love the the inciting uh, incident too of the episode where that that really creepy uh, warlord war criminal mm-hmm. j- jumps in the back of the picture to photobomb. Yeah. <laughs> so badly wanted to get a picture with her. <laughs> but it worked. So- it worked though. That was so funny, and her speech was so awkward. It was yeah. so bad. Oh. One of the uh, something weird happened this week, where I think one of the reasons to getting—I mean, the thought process for the creative team was getting Selena out of DC politics—was that in the wake of a new president's first term, there there was not in real life there was not going to be a way to. To compete with all that was going on in, in our in our real world, mm-hmm. um, so it's so interesting that Veep does a overseas sort of abroad episode the same week that our real president is, is abroad and in Africa yeah. giving all these high profile speeches, and at yeah. the, the same time where Selena has the opportunity to 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 stand up to the these regimes about civil rights and doesn't our our same president does like the exact same thing <laughs> with Saudi Arabia. Uh won't get too political on here, Mike. Just, it was interesting. interesting timing. I think there are a lot of uh definitely Veep likes to echo a little bit of real real life. I mean it just it was clearly a yeah. coincidence, but just funny that it it falls in the in the same week. Yeah. I um, what what happened with with Jonah this week? It was very low stakes. He got invited to. Oh, I love he, that dinner. He, yeah, yeah, he needed to for that guy. I forget his name. The guy uh, with the assistant. He's always foul mouthed. 
Oh my god, that was so funny. Yeah. I, you just reminded he me. He needed something from him, so got he, got invited, long, he yeah. invite, got invited to dinner. Then his wife was like, as prim and proper as you can get. That was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. <laughs> and then they had like the disagreement, but they couldn't show it. And, <laughs> and, and I just, I love that Jonah's now like one half of this DC power couple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's woman by. What's her game here? I know. I think my prediction for Veep is that he's going to be the one going up for president. Oh my Selena, god, that would be And she's so positioning bad. herself as like the first lady. Oh my god. Yeah, I guess it does she's seem like they're definitely It's her her political future to to Jonah. I mean, I don't know about that. Uh, he's she she can whip him into shape, so. Yeah. Oh and, and all that amounted to was him getting a the same office two floors down with a, with a worse <laughs> yeah. view. I love, though, at, at some points, I think Gary, not, not, not Gary, who's, who's, well, Gary is great, but who's, who's the Jonah's two side, side men, uh, Kent and Ben. Mm-hmm. They just have some of the funniest stuff. Just their little darts <laughs> that they they throw in. Like, Ben is so funny. Like, the stuff that he says is so self-deprecating, too, which which I love. Mm. Like, he's always shitting on himself and the situation. And just, like, it's so funny. And then, of course, uh, Dan getting caught up. With, uh, oh geez, that scene too in the office with the uh, the HR rep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the tension was building there. Yeah, and now she's gone. I know it's now yeah. Dad's show. Now it's his what show. What a meteoric rise! Yeah. Gonna, who, who's the uh, the guy that's like the producer on the show? He was on the fancy football show too. Yeah, I'm blanking on his name, Paul, something. He's been an ass. And now that Dan's in charge, there's probably going to be some nice back and forth between those two. <laughs> yeah. With Dan being the solo lead there now. But uh, awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Let's uh, let's talk about The Leftovers. Mm-hmm. Can I get some initial thoughts from, from you guys? Certified was the episode. I think um, this episode is in competition with... Um, the Kevin Senior episode, I forget what that was called, for for best of the season. I think I, I'd agree. I think that I like this episode better than that episode. That episode was called Crazy White Fellow Thinking. Yeah, I think. Uh, thing I liked about this episode is that a lot of the kind of character spotlight episodes they get a bad rap, or some people might knock them because they s- focus too solely on that character. Right. Whereas this episode this was a did that ensemble piece, it, yeah, it did that. It was through, just, but it was just so focused and tightrope through through her eyes, Laurie. Which was yeah, an interesting stunning. way to do that. I gotta yeah. tell you, I don't want to bring down this conversation because I was a little bit con- confused, so okay. I don't want to ask bad questions. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, no, I I have one one question that I want to ask, but I'll I'll save it for the end because it was about the end. Okay. It was, uh, I mean, I loved that we're in, investigating into the machine. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, that was very cool to, to me. And so do you guys think Nora is gone? No, because we saw her in the uh, premiere episode at the end. Uh, That's true. Many, Unless many that could be, later. hey, Mike, that could be in a different dimension. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> But I don't think she's gone. I think um, the the events, which I'm sure we're going to see, of her to use that machine would have to be, she'd have to find it by herself or with Matt, figure out how to use it, and then use it. Or she'd have to, like, convince the doctors to use it, which I don't think... Take out a gun. That's all it is. I have a feeling a like we're not going to get... Take out a gun. I feel like we're not going to get any of that next week. I feel like next week, I haven't seen the next week on, but I just get the, the sense that it's going to be all Kevin. And about his his journey to the other side. That would make sense. It seems like what this episode is really building up towards. Mm-hmm. I have a prediction for the final episode. A yeah. real yeah. Pre- prediction. Okay. 
So we we have two two left. Yes. Yep. Next week is going to be any closure or anything that we might get. Next week is going to be whatever we we might get. The final episode is going to have like nothing to do with anything. It's going to be like we're, we're going to go to some village or, or or some shit. It's 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 going to be like the openings of 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 these last two seasons where okay. it's just like hmm. I think it's just all going to have like nothing to do with anything and then at the end we'll get some good song and I mean like turn thematic, out it was thematically it will be overwhelming. It will overwhelmingly have have so much to do with with the whole series I would imagine if they go down that route. Yeah. Um um well I know or it could be like he was pretending to be a spy, only it could be a, ra- a random thing. I know from you know? from reviewers, they've got all the episodes except for the last episode. Right. So, hmm? reviewers were given all the episodes except for the last episode. So We're, we're getting off track. Let's talk about this yeah. episode. <laughs> sure. Um, so, we covered Nora's side. They scoped out, and then she punched Laurie. Yeah, just... I've, I've always loved Laurie. I've always thought she was so, so interesting. It to just sort of chart her, her experiences through revolving the, series. the sudden departure has been one of the more more rewarding well, she's... aspects of the show because to see where she was when the series began mm-hmm. to where she is now and how that sort of just very organically developed over time, um, and so it's just so great to open this episode with her moments literally like probably an hour before she made the decision to join the guilty remnant was was so great and to to get confirmation that that she did in fact lose her unborn baby um as a result of the sudden departure and how she was on the cusp of killing herself and that she herself was so so broken um and and then instead of choosing that path she chose the the path of the, of the guilty remnant um yeah, and just the way the episodes are sort of pushed through that that whole theme of of suicide, mm-hmm. and how every character around her is in some way on the cusp of of either dying or or potentially killing themselves. Between Nora joining, going into that device, Kevin kill, drowning himself to cross over, Matt's dying of cancer. Um, so yeah, just and just the way it ended up with Lori. Yeah. Very likely committing suicide via snorkeling. Yeah, like, scuba diving. You think she did? I think, I think definitely so. she but killed herself. I think she wouldn't have gone under if she didn't want to kill I herself. I mean, it, it just seems so telegraphed from this, obviously, from the very beginning to, to that scene. For her not to kill herself, I feel like would would sell that, that ending a little bit short. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was. But, but anything could could happen, right? I mean, yeah, she could. could have, she could have second thoughts, but I think she made the decision to get on that boat and go scuba diving to end it all. Yeah. Sorry. So she's just that. This was part of what I was a little confused about. So she's just gonna just go way under. Is that how she's well, doing? Do you remember the scene where her and Nora are talking about ways to kill yourself, and Nora says. If you really wanted to kill yourself, the best way to do it would be go scuba diving. And then mm, there's, yeah. she said there's so many ways to kill yourself scuba diving, and then your family would never know that you just turned a knob the wrong way I, on purpose rather than accidentally. Yeah, I was... I didn't ca- catch all of that. So, yeah, <laughs> well, that was... That, 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 that was, was setting, that was setting up that scene. That's where sort of the idea got lodged, lodged in her head. And Probably. theoretically, Nora could be gone so really anyone that would know that she would do it on purpose i guess matt could say matt could remember that and conversation I'd, I'd say we got definitive evidence of um the the effects of what last episode had on matt in that he he made the decision to, to stay with with his sister over chasing some crazy fantasy about about kevin garvey yeah i mean he, that's definitely you should be with your family on the 14th it's definitely a, an evolved man right there. Yeah, <laughs> a changed man. But I also loved how the scu- uh, when she's on the boat going scuba diving, the storm's coming in, 
right. which is the storm that was foretold. We are, we are only one day from the departure. <laughs> the, uh, the biblical storm. Uh, yeah. Gotta love that Jill phone call. That was so heart-wrenching. It was, yeah. I love Laurie. Can you elaborate on that a little bit, Chris? The, uh, the heart-wrenching phone call? The phone call with Jill. Just a quick, like, fluff conversation for Jill. But just, for her, it really meant the world. And it was this final... Oh, the one fr- from her daughter? Is is that Jill? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep, I, I Oh, that's why you that. asked me to elaborate, yeah. Yep. And knowing that Jill is safe and with, and with really her brother and with her brother and her children are safe and doing well and happy. Yeah. It was, they 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 do a good job with their extremely emotional final like uh, ten, 10 minutes, you know. Yeah. Of, of these, like with the the old man episode 2. Oh yeah. They yeah. really know how to just Pack a punch to, to close an episode. And you know, I liked how in this episode we also got a full explanation of what this cult, it really is a cult, what this cult's plan is. Kill Kevin, get these answers in the afterlife, come back. <laughs> they, all, <laughs> they all want something from Kevin. Yep, they all want something. But more specifically, kill Kevin, find Christopher Sunday, get the song, come back. <laughs> Save the world. That's the plan. <laughs> what an insane plot. <laughs> That's the plan. And I don't think it's... I think I think he will go to the afterlife. I don't think it's all going to go uh, according to plan. Will we see Laurie in the afterlife? That's a good question. I don't think we'll see Laurie. I feel like we will see her. No, it's going to, like, kill him. That's going to be a dream. It's going to be... Yeah, some, if it's a dr- whether like it's a dream or he's actually in some sort of... That, some sort of afterlife. And you guys don't think we're ever going to get to see the other, like, where, where everyone went? I don't think we'll get a definitive plan. I always thought, wouldn't it be cool if the, if it ended, and, if it ended that everyone disappeared? We don't get, when we don't get, like, uh, we don't know where they go, but everyone is, everyone is gone. On the anniversary? Sure. I mean, this is a, this is the thing I felt, like, back in season one. Just like a general, wouldn't it be cool? Yeah. I think Mike Mike thinks it would be cheesy. Yeah, Mike thought that. I feel like Mike said that a long time ago. What, that everyone disappears? Yeah. I don't, I don't see that. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm, I, don't, I might even want to further uh, my my uh, my prediction for the final episode, say it's, maybe it'll be some weird, like like I was saying, like we'll, we'll go some weird place, mm-hmm. but maybe it'll turn out at the very end it was the other side where everyone went possible listen to my words closely because you guys will remember i've made predictions before you've both laughed has been been correct when you don't remember the the most famous one not really but okay i believe you i made a prediction about who about the final scene of westworld and you both and you both laughed and it came came true i remember laughing but i assume it's on tape oh it absolutely is so God bless. This, this is the, the the great part about having uh, these conversations on on. And I also podcasts. don't remember laughing a minute ago when you made that other prediction. You uh, you you both laughed. Okay. In fact, I'll I'll take the time to create a highlight reel. Please if, do. If, if, if I have to, but let me say this: anything that you guys think we should be thinking about going into next week. What are some good good just, thoughts? Just, I think we should all be prepared for a crazy ride, and the spiritual successor to International Assassin. I feel like that is what we're going to get next week. I think we might get that for the finale. I don't think we're going to get it for the finale. Okay. What do you think? The International Assassin was in the finale of last season. We we need. I think we need a, a episode following that to yeah. really sort of wrap up. Everything. Yeah, most likely. Most likely. Yeah, it's uh, certainly going to be crazy. Yeah. They've set that that standard. Well, until we uh, meet again, where can we find you guys online? Follow me on Twitter, at linguistics underscore. 
although I'm st still deliberating on whether or not I should change that. That really affected you, our conversation la last week, huh? <laughs> it did. <laughs> did some soul-searching. That, that little tidbit I, I had from that baseball an uh, announcer. <laughs> so I may be changing it over the next couple of days to at linguist linguistics. Well, don't say what it is. Someone will steal it. Oh, God. Someone will steal right. it. Just be it'll pro it'll be probably be changed by the time this episode goes up. That's true. That's true. So maybe so. You, you can say it. But it'll be very embarrassing if, if, if you don't change it. Let's just be on the lookout. Okay. <laughs> yep. And Chris? Twitter.com slash that Morris. That ain't going to change anytime soon. <laughs> and ScreenClub.com. And you can find me, TheRealJeffMoore.com, or on Twitter at Jeffum, nice and simple, J-E-F-F-A-M. Jealousy is abound for the simplicity of my name, even though they, they won't admit it. And... If you'd like to read even more insight articles and share your thoughts with us, please, as Chris mentioned, visit us, screeningclub.com. You can also send us emails directly with your comments or any thoughts you might have, screeningclub at gmail.com. Remember to rate and subscribe. It means a lot to us. Uh, let us know what you think and make sure you can keep up to date with us. Uh, and make sure to follow Screening Club itself on Twitter at Screening Club. Uh, but until next week, hope you all enjoy your week, and we'll be seeing you soon. See you. God bless.